Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. in the mother tucker neighborhood. Why? Because I'm staring at Lady Bunny's face. <laughs> you and poor it's a big dear. face, y'all. Oh, it's even bigger <laughs> since the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and we have an even bigger guest star, although she just jacked her chins up. You know this bitch you who we know, have as a guest I saw Jack Jackie recently. Jackie lost, actually, she lost a lot of weight. Jackie got uh, her fans and uh, friends to... <laughs> pay for her facelift by selling selling shares of her face and i don't mean sunny and share wait wait what do you mean she sold, she, she sold shares of, what does that mean like she like got socks her, she shares? sold shares she yeah it was i mean it was like a joke it was basically just like a gofundme for her chin lift but you know it worked and she looks fantastic and honey uh uh i'm jealous because i don't only have a gobbler on my neck at Thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> oh my God, it is Thanksgiving season. <laughs> she looks great. I, as a as a Quaker, is, do you do you do you celebrate Thanksgiving, Bunny? Thanksgiving is my favorite. I'm not a Quaker. My parents are, but I um. I would you love would you call yourself a reformed Quaker? No, I was never a Quaker. Uh, I was an But you are a cracker. Don't forget that. <laughs> That's right. But I'm not Miss Cracker. I mean, excuse me, Ms. Cracker. So, uh, uh, so uh, I love Thanksgiving because, you know, uh, this. we all have something to be privileged for. And it's not a religious holiday and you can just get together and eat and, 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 and enjoy company of your family friends i am so curious to see what lady bunny looks like with the like are you telling uh fucking scat and piss jokes to your family bunny possibly um (laughs) but i my mother did listen to the podcast and she said she heard some dirty words and she didn't uh listen much so Oh my God! That's, your mom listens to this. Oh my God! That is, oh my God. Now Hello, Miss Bunny. Yeah, Lady Becky, we got to get her on here and get your mama on too. Yes, I would love for, that. 
See, I feel like your mom, my mom, at least your mom knows, my mom doesn't even know how to get to listen to a podcast. At least your mom seems internet savvy. My mom is not tech savvy at all. No, mine's not. She's she's just got her first a smartphone. My mom doesn't. Even, my mom has a smartphone, but it's not even a good one. It's like a shitty one. I offered to buy Same. her an iPhone, and she was like, "No." But my, my our parents aren't going to do the stuff that we do. Well, actually, I'm probably your mother's age, uh, but or she's probably younger. Uh, oh, next conversation, next topic. <laughs> but yeah, you my but, father. Uh, well, now you know where your good looks come from. Don't come from. <laughs> anyway, I love Thanksgiving because you don't have to be religious. Of course, it's it's controversial now because some people call it uh, rape and pillaging other, day or something like that. Yeah, because it was. I mean, the You're Indians came. The yeah. Indians came bringing Native the Americans. White the, the, oh, sorry. The Native Americans came bringing the white people corn, and the white people killed them and gave them syphilis. So it's not exactly. And you know, living I mean, in New York, I feel like that happened to me too. Oh no, you gave them syphilis, girl. Okay, you already <laughs> had it, honey. You were patient zero for a few diseases. <laughs> but uh, no, I love Thanksgiving. I, I hope it's. These are tough times. I hope people have stuff to to be. Thankful for. I know it sounds corny, but it is my favorite holiday. Yeah, yeah, same. Well, today, um, someone who loves, who clearly visually, she clearly loves Thanksgiving. Um, uh, she's definitely <laughs> partaken in it over the years very heartily. We have the very, very, very funny Jackie Beat here today on Ebony and Irony. And we're interviewing her, but I have to leave like about 20 minutes into the interview because I'm on set working and... Um, yeah. Oh, don't worry, Monet. It was the best. The, after you left, oh, the interview just picked right up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, to, to, to quote Monique on the Steve Harvey show, I'd like to see it. Okay. Oh, is that where that came from? Yeah, it's on the Steve Harvey show. Oh, I okay. Like I love Monique. I would like to see Steve it. Harvey, Steve Harvey, not so much. I but, know. Um, He's a bit the, of an asshole. Jackie Beat is a super talented drag performer who's bringing her uh, holiday show to the, um, what's the name of that damn theater? The uh, Gramercy Theater. Gramercy, it's a large yes. venue, like 400 people. She's done her Christmas shows for many years in the, you know New York, L.A., and everywhere in between. Uh, you can check her out on MissJackieBeat.com. It's on December 19th. And Jackie has written for Elvira, uh, Roseanne, Joan Rivers, back when Roseanne wasn't as crazy, uh, Joan Rivers and uh, Ross Matthews. She's mm-hmm. written for TV shows. She's an absolutely brilliant comic, dynamite singer, and can parody a song like no one. A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all queens do like you, Jackie, and Sherry, y'all do parodies really quickly. Um, yes, and I guess I should take this time to mention that I, too, have a Christmas No, show. sorry, we don't have any time. Sorry, we don't have any time. <laughs> and, you know, I have wonderful parodies like God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. May I give you a taste of it? Uh, yes, please. 
The restroom door said gentlemen, but I was in full drag. I tried to use the ladies' room till someone yelled out fag. I claimed I was transgender, but they knew it was a gag. So the janitor showed me the door, showed me the door. That is why I pooped upon the floor. <laughs> That song sounds like the Sharon Needles origin story. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's going to be at the Lori Beachman Theater from the 8th to the 11th, and it's selling out, so we've added shows on the 22nd and 23rd. Go to SpinCycle.com or SpinCycle New York City. Whatever. Go there, Lady Bunny. Work, oh, come on, you hateful. I wish I, we, I, wish I was we there. Never plug our, we never plug our, our, our shows, so I'm going to try to get to be better about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm on the Drag Queen Christmas Tour, which is going around the U.S., starting the 29th of November, and I'm done. The, on, I'm, then I'm going through the end of the tour. I missed the first half of it, but I will be joining the second half, and it's going to be great because I, I heard that Trinity is not funny, so I need to come and, like, deliver some jokes. Well, she's not funny. What do you mean? She's still got that face. <laughs> I heard Trinity sucks, and no, I'm kidding. No, her, her Trinity, they're all doing a good time. I'm just going to join and... Do my old old stupid shit and look pretty and be well, funny. I, well, oh, you're gonna look pretty, so you're going in a whole new direction. Uh huh. You fucking okay. cunt. Well, you know what? You know what? Why don't we just talk about our Christmas shows and not even have Jackie on? Honestly, I'm <laughs> she's about a comedian. That. She'll get it. She'll get it. Yeah. You know what? I no, we can't do that. But I really want to, but we can't. We can't. We can't. <laughs> um, on that note, shall we get to the guest? Yes, Jacqueline Beat. Let's do it. Oh my God, Monet is in drag today and you can't see her, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to concentrate because she looks so sexy that I'm going to have to run find the tweezers and jerk off. <laughs> oh my God, yes. you are so demented, you rotten human being. That's me. That's me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ebony and Irony listeners, we truly have a relic of drag Someone besides who... me, besides a re another relic, a different another relic. relic, a different relic. No, ladies and gentlemen, she is literally one of the funniest bitches in the game. She has a lot of the jokes y'all be hearing these girls saying, they came from her first uh, because she did it first. So please welcome, without further ado, an icon to the drag scene, to drag all over the world, Jackie B. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm a legend, and all that means is that I'm still alive. So a big shout out to all those bitches who fucking died. <laughs> Oh, I am Jackie. thrilled to be here. Jackie, <laughs> I hope you are not going to use that mean-spirited humor of yours Never. on this podcast. <laughs> no, especially when you and I get together. <laughs> oh. Jackie Bead. Oh, first of all, I love the uh, the decor and the ambiance. In your, uh, the audience can't see it, obviously, but I can see it. I, I feel very calm looking at your space. Calm? Really? Uh-huh. Oh, well, A thank you. Ambient lighting. Is really is really making um, your nose look very bulbous, and I love that. Oh, is this how this is gonna go? <laughs> First wait, of all, wait, when you wait, in my opening wait, in my wait, opening wait, wait, intro, wait, 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 yes. wait, wait. So Monet tries to compliment your decor, and then turns it into a gag about your bulbous nose. I mean, sorry, I, I have one too. 
but, <laughs> but that like was pretty good money. That was pretty good money. Now let's, now let's see what the bitch Jackie has. She's a big comedy writer. Yeah, let's see what you got, bitch. Come on, yeah. Wrote for Joan Rivers and Roseanne and Elvira. And let's see what you got now, whore. I'll just say that my nose is bulbous and the fact that this is just proof of my painting skills because in <laughs> photos it doesn't look nearly as bulbous. No, but when you introduce me and call me a relic, all I can say is I hope that you can stay in this business long enough to fucking hate it as much as I do. I hope, that really, really, Jackie, I hope Monet exits the, biz, the business quickly and quietly and soon. <laughs> oh, wow. Jesus I Christ. wish people could see. Um, I actually am wearing a shirt, and yeah, my 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 house looks real cute. Monet is in full geesh, yes. but Bunny is like <laughs> looks like a serial killer, <laughs> like, fucking with like backlighting and like. Jackie, this is an upgrade. Normally, Bunny is laid out on her bed, the computer is on her chest, and she is like half asleep, high as fuck. So I, I well, if I had an interesting, today. if I had an interesting co-host that kept me awake, I wouldn't be asleep. <laughs> Let's be optimists and say she's half awake, not half asleep. Well, honey, so, I'm in San Francisco, so you know I have my edibles. So this is going to be a very fun podcast, Miss Jackie Beat. Let me tell you something, as a drag queen with an eating disorder I can't do edibles <laughs> who can eat a fucking one-eighth of a brownie <laughs> so does anybody listen to this shit <laughs> wow no. No, well, I'm just well, wondering well no not well, well not this week darling yeah this with week you are gonna take yeah, off honey. for sure yeah, honey, this, they're, gonna, they're gonna skip this one. Yes, honey, Ebony and Irony has over fifty thousand unique listeners per week, honey. Oh, they're unique, huh? Unique. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So, what do you guys do? <laughs> Ask me questions. They're, they're, they're so unique that we sell uh, therapy ads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, better, ads. better help therapy is one of our sponsors. Yeah, That's how these... unique our listeners are. You're all no stranger to all these online. I love all the like ads when you watch like uh, Drag Race. They're like, oh, who's gonna buy this ugly ass fucking underwear? Gay guys. <laughs> anyway, who's gonna Jack buy these overpriced vacation packages? Gay well, guys. You know, every every package, no no shades of Drag Race. I've won two vacations, mm -hmm. and they both canceled. Like like the both companies <sighs> folded before I got to redeem my thing. Ooh, girl. I know. I know. Well, on that note, I'd like to give you two free tickets to Bunny's show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's canceled, dear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jackie mm. B, let me tell you something. The children may not know. And let me just, uh, uh, Bunny already listed a, a few of them, but Jackie is probably one of the biggest comedy writers that has ever hit the drag scene. You are so smart, so funny, and I'll never get my, the first try I saw of y'all. So Bob would go on and on and on about Jackie B. Jackie B is so great. Jackie B is so amazing. I'm like, okay, okay, whatever. And then he <laughs> took me, and then you and then you were at the Lori Beachman Theater one weekend. He was like, let's go see Jackie B. And I was like, okay. And I am not kidding. It is one of, still to this date, <laughs> One of the the biggest laughs I've ever had at a show. It was just one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It was so fucking good. 
my oh, goodness. Did she fall? Thank you. Did Jackie fall? <laughs> no, she did not fall. Jackie, you have a holiday show. Your holiday shows are famous. You're bringing it to New York to the Gramercy Theater. Yes. yes. Tell us all about it. When? Well, uh, it is Sunday, December 19th, and I was a little nervous because, you know, I'm not Bianca Del Rio. Uh, so, you know, I'm just saying, like, I get a little worried. I always worry that, like, is anybody going to buy tickets? You mean you're tickets? funny. You're funny is what <laughs> right. you're saying. You're yeah. not. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. But here's, Go ahead. No, here's my point. The Gramercy is a pretty large venue for me, but uh, it's selling out. So get your tickets, everybody. Yeah. And when is it, whore? When is it? Sunday, December nineteenth. So now, is this a is this a Christmas? Like, is it is it a well? I'm not because you, you're. Did you grow up Jewish? I'm making that up. Are you no Sherry's Jewish? But Sherry's you're like Jewish, Jewish adjacent. I'm Italian, which Italian. I always say is the same thing. <laughs> it really is. It's the oh, same thing. Oh no, no, thing. Jackie, just... we don't have racist talk on here. Oh, we don't. No, no, no. So we you're don't. not a part of it. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. So is is, is going to be? Are you? Are you? Is it all holiday material? Are you going to make Kwanzaa jokes? I want to know for our, for our audience listening. Will there be Kwanzaa jokes? So I feel represented. Have you ever seen any of my holiday shows? I've never seen a holiday okay, show. Okay, because, because one material. of my most famous songs is I do the song I Gotcha, uh huh, huh, by Liza, but I do uh -huh. it's Kwanzaa, and the whole thing is like some white person. Person explaining what Kwanzaa is. I literally just Googled everything. It's really funny. So yeah. I may, yeah, I, I, I call it a holiday show because I want everyone's money, no matter what, you know, bullshit they celebrate that this time of year. Absolutely. But I have Oh, Jackie, that's mean. That is mean. It's just going to be your mean humor because sometimes that's a little off-putting. <laughs> Are you off pudding? Because it looks like you're. No, I'm on pudding. Honey. Yeah, butterscotch pudding, full fat. Um, word jokes. No. Um, Are you off pudding? No, I, I'm, dead. I'm an equal opportunity, you know, offender. I will do songs about everything. I think two years ago, I did the Lizzo song Juice, but I did mm -hmm. it as Jews about how I just pretend to be Jewish around this time of year because, Lord. you know, they get. That has great food and they have eight days of presents. So that was real cute. But here's the problem. I've done this for 30 years yeah. and I've written every fucking holiday song there is. I've taken regular songs and turned them into holiday songs. I've done some songs, three or four different parodies. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> like yeah. there's only so many Christmas songs. I did, um, speaking of Jews, <laughs> I did uh, the Mariah Carey song that everybody loves. Oh, for Christmas slash, is you. Yeah, and I did Please Don't Sing About Christmas, You Jew. And it's all oh. about Barbara Streisand and Barry Manilow <laughs> and all the, you know, all, how all the Jews put out a Christmas album. I was just talking to Bob about this the other day. I was like, again, the word, like calling someone a Jew, that's not offensive. But something about the way that it just sounds mean. You say, oh, yeah, she's just a Jew. It just sounds, well, it sounds nasty. Well, if yes. you say she's just a, that means that you don't think much of Jews. Oh. If you say she's just a Jew, that means that, you, I mean, if she said, you said she's just white, she's just a black, she's True. just a drag if you queen. Said she's she's, just, if you say she's a Jew, I'm like, ooh, the word just no, sounds mean. It sounds a little harsh because if yeah. you say she's Jewish, it just sounds a little more respectful than she's right. a Jew. But right. to simplify it, 
I'm usually rhyming it or replacing the word right. you in a song. So, and besides, yeah. the whole point of my show is to be offensive. If I'm not offensive, you know, I can't pay. I can't pay my mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, so you have you, so if if if, if you're listening, you're not super familiar with Jackie's material. Jackie does has a lot of parody material, and I want to know for you, like, is it so? At this point, you must just write them pretty quickly. They just flow off of your brain because you have so many parody songs. Or is, does it take a lot of work to get there? No, I'll be honest. I've written songs in 20 minutes and they either work Word. or they don't. I mean, you know, well, you know, I mean, I know that you're much younger than me and Bunny, but, you know, the Rolling Stones wrote, you know, Satisfaction in like 10, 15 minutes. And it's one of the, you know, biggest hits in the history of rock music. But, well, I haven't heard of it, but I, I'm a little younger than you. Just a little. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, it didn't come out on a 78. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> work, mommy, work. And let's take a moment where people can Google a 78 record. Yeah, I don't I don't know what a what a, is it was a, is that a car? No, I was just trying to snarkily get in Lady Bunny's age. Anyway, no. So, yeah, I can write them fairly quickly, and I I often say this, it's like even if it's a parody, and, you know, people joke all the time that I have my music stand with my lyrics on the sheet. Yes, First of I all, see. I've written thousands of, you know, parodies. Yeah. I have the original song literally burned in my brain. And I don't really repeat the chorus. In a song, you repeat the chorus. But because I'm trying to get as many jokes in as possible, I'm sure Bunny knows what I'm talking about. You know, you rewrite the chorus and try to get as no. many jokes. So I kind of need to glance down at my lyrics. That's my point. And I feel like even a song parody needs to have a plot twist. Yeah. You know, I did uh, Beaver. It's uh, Fever by... Um, Ooh, by... What's um, her name? Peggy Lee. Uh, Peggy Lee. Yeah, well, it's been done. Madonna did it. and But I did Fever as Beaver. And, you know, it's a little problematic now because, you know, it's making fun of female genitalia and mm -hmm. sex change operations and all that, which, you know, that used to be like my whole show. But at the end, you know, I'm like, oh, I kept I'm glad I kept my receipt because I've changed my mind. I want my dick back. You know, it's not, <laughs> you know, Shakespeare, but I just feel no, like you need to throw people for a little bit of a loop. Otherwise, you know, it's just Sherry Vine singing about sucking cock. Sorry, Bunny, go ahead. No, I don't even remember what I was going to say, but I just said you're stoned you out say, of your gourd. No, are you going to do you typically typically take this bossy attitude with your fans during <laughs> your shows? Because as I say, it's um, I mean, it's much. <laughs> well, I was told by the producers that you were really struggling today and <laughs> So now, so they ran out of your favorite applesauce there at the the gay nursing home, and that you were in a bad <laughs> mood, and that I should probably take the reins and just really ramble. That's right, that's right. But you've got to tell everyone where your December nineteenth Gramercy Theater Park is, show is called, and the website because you didn't tell that last time. Um, where they can get tickets? Yes, it's Sunday, December nineteenth, at the Gramercy Theater in New York, and yes. uh, the show is called Jackie Beat. Well, it's it's called Under the Tree. 
So the flyer says Jackie B. Oh, I hate that. Cordially invites you to join her under the tree. And the whole point is that I'm drunk and face down in my own vomit under the tree. I don't get it. I don't get it. If you go to any of my social media (laughs) accounts, if you go to any of my social media accounts, the link is in my bio. And what Um, would those accounts be, Zakey? Oh, it's just Jackie Beat. J-A-C-K-I-E-B-E-A-T. Oh, it is not just Jackie Beat. It is not just Jackie Beat. It is Jackie Beat, the wonderful drag performer, comedian, song parody writer, and writer to the stars, Jackie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Monet, can I explain something to you? Please, go ahead. This is what happens when two lovers break up and then they have to, like one has to do the other one's podcast and there's still a little bit of sexual tension. And oh, I, feel, little... oh, I, feel, I feel the tension. I feel the tension rising. And if I heard a you and Bunny fucked after this, I would not be surprised. This is very arousing to me, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, when three hot men get together, who knows? Bitch, bitch speak for yourself. Look at this human hair unit, honey. I'm a woman, okay? Get it right. Oh, so there's, there's some, you're going to act like there's anything that you can put on your head that makes you a woman? Yes, honey. Oh, yes, honey. Maybe you should write comedy like Jackie does. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this. Do you remember my first time ever going to Australia? It was the Australian comedy tour, and it was Sherry Vine, Jackie Beat, and Lady Bunny. And the three of y'all, uh, that was my first time ever meeting Jackie in real life. Well, well, I, I met you that night at the thing, but you probably, did, do you even remember meeting me that night, Jackie? Probably not. At Lori Beachman? Yeah. Of course I do. No, you don't. I wasn't even on Drag Race. I was, I was just some local bitch. <laughs> you don't remember me. Were but you was... in drag? No, I was a boy. No. See, that's the problem. People come up to me and they're like, I met you 17 years ago at <laughs> Iowa, you know, Gay Pride. Do you remember me? And I'm like, let me guess. I was dressed like a Gay Pride parade float and you were wearing these fucking overalls. It's like, of course I don't fucking remember you. No, was I nice? Let me... Oh, yeah, you were nice. Um, uh, but, well, Bob does this thing. He calls you and Peaches Christ his, his drag mothers. Do yeah. you claim Bob as your drag child? Um, no. See, that's well, a no. no. Here, here's my thing. I abort. Feel, abort. <laughs> right. I feel like that's such a specific, real thing that I don't want to belittle it by just saying, oh, sure. But, I mean, if I inspired somebody and I'm the reason, first of all, every time Bob says, Jackie beats the reason I do drag, I look her right in the eye and say, don't blame me, bitch. <laughs> uh, no, but oh, I th- just, That is fresh. That's fresh, Jackie. I think I, think I would rather be, like, considered people's drag aunt drag aunt okay yeah like crazy drag aunt who inspired them because drag mother is a very specific thing it means you literally personally took them under your wing and showed them what to do and what not to do and anyone who's seen me perform knows i don't know what not to do 
Well, but, well, seeing as someone someone who has obviously been in, in, in the industry for a long time, what and you, people like you, Bunny, Sherry, Vine, y'all are people who started traveling and touring without things like RuPaul's Drag Race. How did, like, how, what is your take on seeing these young queens who have never really performed on stages now getting the chance to do something that you had to wait years to cultivate and work in Hollywood and just see them just get these crazy ass opportunities. Well, first of all, I just had a flashback to a moment ago when you said that we did a tour and it was me, Bunny and Sherry, which is very rare because they usually only hire one old bitch. So the fact that they had <laughs> all three, no, one that old shows, bitch per tour. <laughs> that, that shows it's really true. good, you know, judgment on the on the, the producer's part. But yeah. and another thing is, I just want to point out that while we've been talking during the last question or two, Monet has put on an outfit. So she's a fucking show pony, people. <laughs> she literally is putting on an outfit and still running the show here. But. Um, I, I would be, say that was more outfit was more of moose look than pony. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> show moose. Yeah. Oh, and now she's <laughs> and, and now now she's putting a product in her wig to flatten it because the one time she wears a long wig, she wants it to be flat down on her head and can't can't pussy can't 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 pussy can't. Anyway, Jackie, <laughs> back look. to so, my question. Yes. So here's my point. It is frustrating. Because when you watch a queen, you can tell whether she has honed her craft night after night in gay bars. And For sure. does she know does she know how to deal with hecklers? And you know, like can she I mean, it's crazy that like and I know it's a reality show and they're not really looking for the next drag superstar. They're just trying to sell commercials. But um <laughs> It's a little frustrating when, you know, you're a drag queen and you're like, you know, let's say you're not that pretty. So what do you what do you immediately what? call yourself? You call yourself you... a comedy queen. These queens that call themselves fucking comedy queens and they can't even put a sentence together. Well, how like, do you think I feel? I'm so pretty that I'm my comedy is so great, but I'm so pretty that they can't see, get the jokes. Right, because you, it's I'm so hard to pretty. do self-deprecating They can't accept humor. my comedy. Yeah, I know. I mean, when you look like this and you're trying to be self-deprecating, it's just, it's a, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's frustrating because <laughs> I'm I, kidding. I be, we know you're kidding. <laughs> we know. We're Bunny, we're, we're, like, we're anyway. aware. We're aware, okay. buddy. <laughs> Please stop. Sometimes you have to explain the highbrow humor to Monet. <laughs> well, when your jokes aren't funny, it's important to point out that you're joking. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, here's my point. I want to be supportive, but now, like, how many seasons are we talking here? And it's like, the bar is really low, and I don't mean to be rude, but, like, when people proudly announce that they've never performed... You know, like, and they have something called a bedroom queen. I mean, I guess it, it's yeah. interesting and it, you know, that well, is interesting to live in a small town and you've never done drag outside your bedroom, but do you be belong on a TV show? Well, here's my thing. And Bunny and I, we've, we've kind of discussed this a, a bunch on the show. And my thing is that as times evolve and things change and now we have so social media as a thing, I get that there are queens who only do drag for social media and they only stay in their bedrooms and they, and they don't perform. That's fine, but stay in your land. 
lane, then don't come and have a one-woman show at the Lori Beachman when you've never been on a show before ever or you've never done nights at a club to craft your, your jokes and your material. Then stay on Instagram and do the Instagram thing. Don't hop into the don't 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 call yourself a fashion queen because all you do is do that thing. I, I'm trying to 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 gain some weight so that I could be a fashion queen because I'm too thin. Yeah. For, to, to even they wouldn't even they wouldn't I'm too thin for fashion. And they have those anorexic right. models. I am so thin right now. Well, I feel sorry for the listening <laughs> audience because Monet has to leave now. And it's gonna be just me and Bunny. But I like her point about, you know know your lane and here's my thing if you if you want to do a one woman show at the Lori Beachman Venmo me $5000 and I'll help you write a show <laughs> How does that sound Okay okay what's your Venmo <laughs> Oh I'll tell you because my pronouns are PayPal and Venmo my Venmo is jackie-beat that's Jackie hyphen beat, B-E-A-T. Send me money for no reason at all. But now, Zeki, you have been very successful um, <laughs> in your uh, online campaigns to raise money for hip surgery, correct? Well, back in the day, I mean, I'm, I, you well, know. Well, let me, just, let me yes. throw this one in, too, because then you recently sh- cleverly and hilariously sold stocks of your face. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, and got people to help finance your under-the-chin lift. Yes. I'm 50, and I'm very jealous. I, I am 58 years old, and I have gained and lost 100 pounds five or six times in my life. So that area has filled up and emptied out. And, you know, so it was really bothering me. And I every picture I did the, you know, Jane County lady bunny finger under the chin thing. Oh. And I just was like, you know what? I know this sounds like a joke, but my face is my fortune. And the bitch was going bankrupt. So I got a neck snatch and a lower facelift. And I paid for it. I didn't need to raise money. I, I have some money. Oh, so I mean, you took their money? No. And, but, then, and you said it was for that? And then when it Zeke, w- when I was done, I this said... This podcast has a lot of listeners, <laughs> Zeki. No, it this doesn't. This is your professional <laughs> it does not, reputation bitch. at stake here. Three people are listening and by two of them are by accident. Oh. Um... No, no, no. I just, I I just, I try to be creative. And now, okay, listen, I've talked about this a lot. And you know, this is true. Back in the day, lip syncing drag queens used to make so much in tips. But if you were singing live, I think people thought you were more successful and making more money. They would never tip the drag queens who sang live and I made No, it bitch, my... you just didn't sound good singing. <laughs> so you weren't going to get any tip no matter what you were doing. You sucked. The, the only tips I got were start lip syncing. Yeah, no, so and I just retire. Made it, I made it my goal to just make, be shameless and make as much fucking money as humanly possible. If I could send a robot into the crowd to pick people up by their ankles and shake the last nickel out of their pocket, I would. So now I put my Venmo, you know, QR code on all the tables. I do a tipping song where I walk through the crowd. Even if people paid $35, $40 and a two drink minimum, I know it's not some trashy bar show, but people actually want to tip you. So after my surgery, I made these really cute certificates selling shares of my face for $19.63. Wait, 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 wait. 
Mm-hmm. But the, the certificates were cute, so they did not have your face on them. Oh, now you see. Now you're being. See, sassy. I read you, Jackie. You you did. know comedy, so you know what a good read that was. Now, now you your Christmas shows are legendary. You know, you've been you run around the whole country, and do them generally. Is that what you're doing this year too? Uh, yeah, I'm doing. Um, I'm doing New York, Los Angeles, and then I'm doing like a lot of. California. I'm doing San Diego, Palm Springs, San Francisco. And then I think I'm doing Atlanta. I think I'm doing Atlanta the day after New York since I'll be in the area. So that Where in Atlanta? Uh oh my God, I've forgotten already. I was just talking to the promoters like yesterday. I can't remember the name of it now. Fever? Is that a place? Honey, I don't know. I haven't lived there in over 30 yeah, years. I, I can't remember the name of the venue, but it's it's all on my website. But the, uh, and what is your website? Is this your first interview? MissJackieBeat.com. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean there there is I mean, I love all of your shows, but what is it that you, why do you think that your Christmas shows have really connected? Is it because you're kind of a Scrooge character? Obviously you're changing the words to songs, um, you know, in a, in a way that's often naughty or, or, or I mean, but very nice, you know, but it, what, what, what is it with the Christmas thing? Because obviously it works. You're doing it, you know, yeah, what, 15 years, 20 years. Oh, oh my God. Like 25 years. Now, yeah. No, I mean just the, the Christmas show as a tradition that kind of traveled around. I would say 20, 25 years. I don't know. I'm not very good at numbers, obviously. I need the exact me. number or we're canceling the rest of this podcast. I weigh, one, this, the, the, I weigh 127 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> you can't trust my numbers, bitch. No. You, um, you must have some very heavy clothes then. <laughs> no, I think the reason it works is because, and listen, obviously it's not the same world as 20 years ago. It was relatively a new thing. It's because it's so irreverent. These are songs that we've all grown up with. When you take that Peanuts, you know, the song from Peanuts, or you take these Christmas carols, and then especially if you take religious songs, you know, songs about, you know, the baby Jesus being born and anyway, and you make them about drugs and alcohol and getting fucked under the Christmas tree and, you know, Santa coming down the chimney and then coming down your throat. Like it's just. Oh, Jackie, filth. now that's I too know. That's You've gone too far. Yes. I've you've gone, gone too far. <laughs> G- give us some of the names over the years of your Christmas. Uh... Well, I think the most famous is I do Santa Baby, which is that Eartha Kit Madonna also did it. I do it as Santa's baby, and it's about me. Uh, it's terrible. Now, I'm a different person than I was, you know. The shock value thing is, is worn a little thin, but Santa Wait, rapes me, and I get pregnant, and I have an abortion. So, oh, good I'm times. That, that, baby, there is nothing like a Christmas rape song. Right. That's why I was so sad that they got rid of baby. It's cold. I'm cold outside. Do you remember the, the oh, a couple years ago the, the PC brouhaha. people took took baby I'm cold outside because what is it it's like a what is it like a Bing crop it's something oh my like god from 1940 or what it's literally a woman sort of acting coy which is not the same as saying absolutely no not no I don't want it's 
total flirtation. It's a guy saying, oh, don't make me leave. It's cold out there. Let me stay and, you know, sip some hot chocolate and, I don't know, like lick your nipples. Anyway. The, the, the PC people said that that is, is, uh, is rapey. Too, too, is rapey. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen. Well, so you're so same... you're a rape apologist, basically. No, not at all, not at all. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, these are the same people who. Did you see the thing about um, Snow White, where she's asleep and Prince Charming kisses her a peck on the lips, and she comes to life and but says, "That's not consensual." It's not consensual. Thank you for saving my life, but that's not. Consensual. Yeah, it's not consensual. I mean, it's essentially like romantic mouth to mouth resuscitation. Yeah. Well, so, 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 have we lost? Okay. Uh, another thing that happened was that Pepe Le Pew was deemed to be giving unwanted uh, advances. Now, is this a cartoon from the nineteen fifty early fifties? Pepe Le Pew. Um, the, I'm not the New, sure. It the New York be. Times wrote a long thing about it. It's a it's a, a a very handsome black columnist named Charles Blow. I'm afraid some of his culture war stuff does blow, but um, they were trying to dig up like I mean the the, the Pepe Le Pew cartoons were I, I think it was for it was 40s or 50s. I don't think it was even 60s, and he's always trying to. He thinks this kitty cat that's uh, female is always like trying to butter it up. Oh, my sweet, I, I love you. You know, and the cat is squirming to get away. Right. And they determined that that was uh, rapey. And then they tried to say something about Mighty Mouse, the Latino, the Mexican. And everyone, that, all these Latino people were like on Twitter saying, no, 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 don't fuck with no, don't fuck with that. We love Mighty Mouse. Whatever stereotypes you white liberals are trying to bring into this shit, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like so. So in some things, we've gotten more understanding. Well, um, if you think y- y- about y- it, like look at look at um, any like rom coms. The woman says, "No, I am not interested in you," and the whole movie is, the, the, you know, a weird guy in a trench coat holding up a boombox with the song playing. Like, if you did things in real life that guys do in rom coms, you would be, you know, like in prison. It's a fucking movie, and I get that we need to, like, you know, make sure that guys know that no means no. But I mean, you know, I don't. I mean- I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it, I think other people should let them know that no means no. I'm begging the guys for anything. Me Any too, guy honey. begging. Me too. Just begging a nasty tramp on her knees, just wanting it and just unnecessary and upset. Jakey <laughs> <laughs> gets so sick of me and my bullshit when I'm the, one of the only people. That calls her to aggravate her. Is she gonna do like the segue of okay? Well, it was great stopping by so she could get off of this. Oh, I would never do that. I'm a professional, and I will put up with your bullshit for as long as you want. (laughs) Well, so so you know what? Do you? It's come. 
one politically correct thing that I understand is the idea of bottom shaming, that bottom should not be shamed. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, there's a whole dialogue within the gay community about, well, are you a bottom? Is that bad? Then some tops will say, I only top, but I only want to top masculine people. So there's this kind of idea within the gay community that bottoms are like this sniffing, sniffling, you know, uh, um, you know, whole receptacle for penis and they have to be a, a certain thing. And, 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 the, and the, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, I mean, I guess the, the, the very PC ones would say it's linked to misogyny because it's looking down oh. on what might be feminine or passive sexually in a guy. I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. Of course it is the drag queen. That's like, are you top or bottom? You know, so I mean, that is part of our culture. Right. Do you think, do you think some things um, that we used to say in gay bars without scrutiny, we were there to entertain uh, late night crowds on drink and drugs, and we were supposed to be outrageous? Well, of course. First of all, we were performing before gays and the, you know, were so mainstream accepted and everybody, you know, there were drag queens all over TV and everyone, you know, loves the gays now. It was like the only place you could go and hear someone at 2 a.m. sing a song about fisting or, you know, scat or just, you know, these outrageous things and making fun of gender and like, you know, you think you look pretty, but you got a five o'clock shadow and you're a total dude and look at that ass. Adam's apple. And now it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shaming somebody because they're not passing or, you know, even even acknowledging that people are other races, acknowledging, you know, stereotypes of any type of any kind, uh, body shaming like you can't I can't even make a fat joke about myself. Or, oh, you know, I know. I've had audiences gasp yeah. when I make a fat joke about myself. Yeah. It's just like, what are we... And, and I've said this a million times in interviews and stuff, but the whole point of comedy... And like, we don't need to joke about sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Like I'm a 58 year old gay man who came out of the closet and became sexually active the day AIDS gave its first fucking, you know, press conference. If I can't make an AIDS joke, nobody can. And I used to write for Joan Rivers and nobody fucking told Joan Rivers not to make a Holocaust joke. These are the things we need to joke about. This is how we have survived as, you know, the human race. Well, what would you say to younger people that would say, listen to this and say, oh, it's old boomers, bunny. And uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm actually older than you. I'm 59. Uh, uh, the the uh, They're boomers and they want your comedy and they don't care about anyone's sensitivities because that is what they say. Well, I would say, first of all, if it's not your cup of tea, don't. Don't watch it. Don't tell other people they can't watch it or think it's funny. And also, when you're watching a comedian, everybody wants comedians to push the envelope and be outrageous, especially fucking drag queens. And then the moment their toe goes over the line, you know, it's (laughs) like, oh, my God, cancel them. And you did not just accidentally, you know, this comedian didn't just accidentally reveal 
you know, what a racist, homophobic, misogynistic, transphobic person they are. That's not the kind of person that goes into this. There is such a thing as irony, you know? Sometimes I'm singing a song as a clueless, racist, fucking self-centered Karen. If you don't understand yes. that that's not... So I didn't just... There's different levels of, 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 of good comedy often has levels. Well, I always say this, okay? Not that I'm an expert on <laughs> You are. You're hilarious. No, but Willem and I, I did a parody of that song, um, Meeting in the Ladies' Room by Climax, one of the best uh -huh. fucking songs ever. Well, I okay. did it around the time of that, you know, all that fucking gender-neutral bathroom bullshit, fake drama called Penis in the Ladies' Room. And, you know, I play a woman who, you know, her son, we're shopping and the son has to pee. So I bring him into the ladies room and it's full of drag queens and transsexuals. You know, we hired Roxy Wood and, uh, you know, just all these people. Like I, I made sure that I had both drag queens and trans girls. And the whole point was, you know, anyway, here's my point. At one point in the song, instead of penis in the ladies room, we said there's a tranny in the ladies room. And it's in the voice of, you know, the woman who's a clueless, dumb bitch. And people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you. You had me until you use that terrible word. And here's my argument. If you're watching the award-winning, critically acclaimed Transparent on TV, and they have a character roll down the window of a car, some bridge and tunnel, you know, piece of shit, and yell, you know, fuck you, tranny. Are you going to write to the director, the producer, the actor, everyone involved, and accuse them of being transphobic? No, you get the point. They're trying to make a point, and just because I'm making a point through comedy doesn't mean that it's unacceptable. Well, and or, and or also, I mean, let's let's not let's acknowledge the 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 challenges that trans people face. But we we're in an industry where we are in close contact with trans women. I mean, that's what we chose, you know. So it's like I just got off the phone with Jasmine Van Wales. She said she was doing her OTA weekly night. She's trans. I said I said, what does OTA stand for? Old Tranny Association. And she cackled and said she was going to say that joke with her friends, uh -huh. you know, t tonight. So well, not yeah. not all trans people. I mean, a lot of them have a very wild and brilliant well, sense of, of humor. Well, like my girlfriends, girl. It also I'm is a generational thing. I mean, I am very good friends with Calpurnia Adams and I'm really good friends with, you know, and this sounds like some of my best friends are trans, but, you know, Candace Kane. And some people, you know, you need to have your public persona and you need to be on the right side of history and you need to be politically correct. But honey, the shit that Calpurnia and I text each other, first of all, it is generational <laughs> because these are trans women who discovered who they were by entering the drag world. They thought they were gay men, then they did drag, and then all of a sudden something clicks and you're like... But that doesn't mean we're not still family. I mean, these people who try to pit drag queens, I see people make these blanket statements on social media, gay men hate trans women. Drag Ugh. queens hate trans, I'm like, we literally are family. I, right. I don't understand and, and, that. 
oh, a couple years ago, I think it was Glasgow, and they they had a trans pride march and decided to ban drag queens from performing because it might scare, you know, uh, you know, young trans people or you know, and confuse them. I'm like, well, if, if honey, if you're asking different parts of the community to respect each other. Then yeah. you're going to say you're not going to respect one because you're so precious. No, you you think every member of the LGBT whatever it is today community loves uh, everyone else in the community? No communities like that. Of course not. And <laughs> yeah, and first of all, drag queens are just entertainers. So if you're having any kind of a festival, I don't see a problem with a drag queen. I you know, it's it's so many shades of gray. We're not saying that, like, you know, I'm not saying that every... And, and also, you know, there is something to be said for, like, you know, not all trans women need to be showgirls, you know? Like, not everyone is, you know, like, going to spend two hours on their makeup. But I know a lot of trans women who still do drag, in quotes. They still perform. Mm -hmm. That's their bread and butter. And it's just a heightened look and it really does prove that anybody can be a drag queen, you know, women who were, you know, born female, you know, I, I don't even but, know the terms because there's so many, I don't want to offend anybody, yeah. but anybody can be a drag queen. All it is, is a heightened sort of warped and twisted, maybe not even warped, but just, you know, maybe anyway, this glamor look. So, yeah. But I mean, everyone's the, but different. We're, we're, but we're being told to all do things and approach trans people as these pitiful victims. And that's never been why I have been drawn to so many of them and have so many in my life. I mean, when I had an operation, it was a trans woman that came with homemade chicken soup and did not even have the cab fare to get home. So, I mean, these people are so close to me. And it's like, do you think that she wants to be known as queer? No. She's not, she's a, she transitioned from a man to woman. She she doesn't want to be known as queer. Yeah. Do you think that she wants you to ask her what her pronouns are? No, honey. She was a man, and now she's a woman. She's a, you know, I have another trans friend that told me, uh, Bunny, because every, these younger people wanted her to come out and tell her story. She's, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and they said, uh, she, she said to me, no, she didn't want to. She looked at me and said, Bunny, I'm a woman. Why would I ever qualify what I am by calling myself a trans woman? So, you know, there's there's plenty that do not talk about pronouns yes. and do not talk and, and, and just say, see it as a journey that they went on and they completed. Yes, but here's the problem. I mean, like I said, for every person out there on this journey, there's a different story and a different situation. There are women, some trans women who, like, the dogs are Oh, is that Calpurnia? The dogs are barking. <laughs> um, when I say my dogs are barking, you know I don't mean that I was just wearing high heels because I don't wear high heels. Anyway, no, oh, here's my not, point. Jackie? There is so much, like, if you're, if you walk into a room and you know, there is a threat of violence because people are going to, you know, clock you and like, oh, that's a dude or that used to be a dude or 
You know, not everybody looks like a Kardashian. Not everybody looks like Gigi Gorgeous and not everybody looks like Candace Kane. So I know that there are so many gray areas and so many levels of threat and danger and I totally get it. And not everybody can be that, you know, super self-aware, self-empowered. Anyway, I just, I, I totally get all sides of it. I have a Christmas show coming up too, Zeki. Oh, yeah. Um, At the Laurie Beachman where you used to play. Now you're in this giant gramercy. I'm hesitant to even bring my modest Christmas offering up. Your show is called Oh Come All Ye Hateful. <laughs> That's a great yeah, name. Yes, it is. Well, thank you. Uh, I, that, that was a direct invite to you. Hateful. I know. And there are people. See, here's the thing. Like, you think that's such a like, oh, what a great name. There are people out there that will be like, why do these older drag queens need to promote hate? <laughs> they literally like a oh, girl. It fucking kind of rhymes with faithful. That's the only reason. And like, well, when I, we say... Hateful is how a drag queen of our age and our generation literally expresses fucking affection. Fun. Yeah, that's yeah, hate, hateful that's... is fun. Hateful is fun. Well, also, it's an obvious place to go um, yes. for a, a, a drag queen is to take the most, you know, cherished religious time and make a mockery of it. Exactly. And say that it means nothing to us and that we're not religious and that religious people disapprove of us in in many instances. Hey, can Some we go? Of... Can we go backwards just a little? <laughs> and I'm I'm almost scared to ask. That. Did you watch the Dave Chappelle show special? I did. I did. And what did you think? I I I do like Dave saying things that are very astute and brave, like. The Stonewall N-word were fighting for basic rights. Now they want to fight over, the activists want to fight over pronouns. Right. And I'm sorry, I, anyone in, 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 you know, Peppermint we had on to talk about this. And, you know, she understands that people in our approximate generation are not going to be as focused on pronouns. Right. I mean, when, when we were trying to fight for gay rights, it was stuff like, you know, marriage or to serve in the military, e you know, equal rights with housing and workplace discrimination and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it, it can strike people our age as a little like, OK, much ado about nothing. Right. I mean, I, I, I wasn't I posted about it and I just said, you know. I didn't laugh once. And I know that some comedy, like this was not that kind of a comedy special. I didn't laugh once. And the thing that I, I really reacted to the worst was the way his audience was laughing when he was describing beating the shit out of the lesbian, you know, stuff like that. It just, the laugh, it's like the reason he quit doing his show on Comedy Central was because he felt like the audience wasn't laughing with him. They were laughing at him and they were laughing a little too sort of like violently, if you will, or just, and that's kind of how, I, that's kind that's of how been, I felt. 
That's and in in his TV show, that's because he was offering like racially charged stereotypes, like a crackhead or like Rick James on coke or right, right. you know for freebasing or whatever. And and uh, you know, but and he began to feel that people who were drawn to just bashing those racial stereotypes were watching the show without seeing the other level of humor in that he was, you know, putting this out there. And, you know, it was often hilarious. I didn't see that much of the show, but I I saw the famous clips. It's Rick James, bitch, all that, you know, that started. Yeah. I mean, I I think he's brilliant. I think I've seen him be so funny. But like I said, this particular show, I didn't laugh once. And the audience, the way, like, even if he, you know, he punches a lesbian, like, in the face because he thought it was a dude. And like the story is, you know, I just, the way the audience was laughing really, really did not sit right with me, you know, and that's a personal thing. Yeah. And as you say, you don't need to sit there with that audience. You can go, you can go to the show and leave the show. When you hear that, you can not go to the show. I mean, it's just, the question is, do we, do we cancel them? I, I'm not a lover of of stand up, but for me that joke about the dyke was he was coming on to a girl, and then he the boyfriend started giving him grief. The girl's boyfriend it turned and he, they were ready to fight, right. and then the the he realized that that was not a bo- the boyfriend. It was a dyke girlfriend who was butch, and um and so there is you know a code among straight men like you don't hit a girl you know what i mean but but yeah. in this case he was willing to not because she was a dyke but because of the the girl he wanted the girlfriend and so if they were if this dyke was really going to challenge him and look like a man and challenge him like a man he was going to break the code of, of men don't straight men don't hit women you know as gay men we do um you know what i mean <laughs> um and 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 because the he would get the girl you know i i didn't i didn't I think I think we've got to reward comedy that's edgy and that's clever. Um, you know, he's not making Kathy Griffin style <laughs> Clay Aiken is gay, you know, yeah. jokes. He's he's I mean, he's some of his stuff is really smart. I mean, you know, uh he said after the thing that that uh he there's a corporate a uh, machine that does not want him saying the things that he said. So while I understand Peppermint and others who, who have said, why was like 80% of the special about trans, you know, and gay people? Well, because a lot of the stuff that we're not supposed to say about trans people, you and I that know so many trans people, we know that that's not the biggest deal, you know, to, to, to trans people. And so it's not even ringing true to us. Well, I mean, those people I don't really worry about. The Calpurnias in the world, the people who have a sense of humor and are of a certain age. But we do have to think of, you know, and I know that they're, you know, a little more sensitive, but like younger, you know, I say this a lot and I and I don't mean to, we're raising kids with no emotional um, immune Boundaries. system. You know what I mean? Like kids need to play in the dirt and you need to let a kid play with a dog and a cat or you'll be allergic to everything and then you have no immune system. So now we have these kids, you look at them the wrong way and they run off and kill themselves. You know, it's Is like... Is that bad? No. Is that bad? <laughs> 
But you know what I mean? Like bullying and tough. And I, I'm not saying that anybody should, you know, live a life of pain and bullying, but like it's part of life. Everybody gets bullied a little bit, you know? Um, it's your it's your whole act. Exactly. It's Bianca's act. It's bullying. <laughs> and done in an entertaining way because it it's not actual bullying. It's verbal bullying in a, in a room where you've gathered together to have someone bully you. Well, it's kind of like, you know... <laughs> It's like S&M. It's like, you know, people think they want it to get a little rough and then they, you know, freak out because you pull their hair a little too hard. It's like, bitch, that's what you asked for. If you go to a fucking Jackie Beat show or Lady Bunny or, you know, fucking Bianca, it's like, you know what you're, you know. And like I said, not every joke works. And sometimes, you, you know. Tell it. Yeah, you tell it. Honey. <laughs> You're like, not one of yours works. And let me include Sherry Vine in this. Not any jokes work. No. (laughs) I love to attack my best friend. No, here's my Uh point. I would never tell someone, like, how to feel or that they're wrong by being offended. If you're offended, you're offended. I mean, in a way, I feel a little bad because you need to let it roll off you a little bit. If you have a gut feeling that the comedy is coming from, you know, the wrong place, but now it's really hard. But but now I think that a lot of people are looking for ways to be outraged and it's a constant on the, on the, on the internet. It's a constant virtue signaling. Like, look at me. I'm so great because I care deeply about this. No, I agree. And that's the world we live in now because the when internet- you and I both know that our trans friends would fucking howl at that. No, I, they I would agree. fucking yeah. howl. <laughs> and the internet and social media specifically, you know, there's no place for gray areas. You are either Hitler or Mother Teresa. And I really need to think of a better example because everyone reminds me Mother Teresa was not that nice a person. Anyway, but I I, hope the pendulum swings back a little bit. I I mean, I think I I babysat her uh, (laughs) and she was a charming child. I babysat baby Teresa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, the, the... I mean, people are just going to do and like what they want to do and like, aren't they? You know, I mean, some people make the point that canceling doesn't actually lead to canceling. And Kevin Hart is working more than ever. Yeah. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle's getting 20 million for the, the special. You know, one thing I think is interesting is that when we talk about trans uh, rights, I think when we talk about any like activism it's always rooted in hollywood and i'm like i've said this before but it's like if you're worried about you know the 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 skin color or name of who the disney princess is maybe you're a cartoon fan with an opinion you're not an activist and there's just all this like it's always linked to hollywood yeah well listen anything that's relatively new. We're finding our feet. And like I said, the problem is every single person feels and reacts differently. So there are going to be trans people, people of color, gay people, whatever, that are going to feel hurt. And, you know, thank God there are people who 
I don't know, get the joke. And that's another thing is like comedy is so subjective. Right. Oh, like, totally. You know, like I don't know what that means, but I'm going to agree. It sounds well, smart. I wrote for a TV show a long time ago and they literally said, if a hundred people hear this joke, a hundred people need to laugh. And I was like, are you out of your mind? That can't be the way successful comedy works. That is so watered down. So anyway, I just always want to defer. That, that must have been nice to you to have a, an audience for the first time larger than 100. I mean, all the way up to 100. Oh, bunny. Oh, sicky. Edibles make everything seem funny. Um, <laughs> no, but I just think the ultimate message is, and I do, listen, I've, I've said this before, you can't dress like a woman, you know. And I know, and we, I know, Jackie, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to get into my sex life and dating and all of that, but I am somewhere on the trans spectrum. Like I, I very, very, very far to the, you know, but there, so I always defer. Bitch, I know what that means. You put on a wig, suck a dick. Okay. okay. I know what that means. But, okay. Yeah. So here's my, I, I just always defer to. Again, if somebody's feeling pain or discomfort, I don't, I never want to. You go for the jugular. <laughs> oh my God. But, but, but I mean, Jack, you know, even in your intro theme, Jackie's a bitch. Yes. I mean, yeah, so she wants to Maybe make less people and less scared people and bully and, and, and her. No, Jackie. I don't know if Jimmy I, James, you know, would want me to share this, but a few years ago we were both in Provincetown and we had a day off and we were driving, you know, into Hyannis Port or wherever it is. Anyway, he just said, like, at a certain point, he's like, like, what? Like, do people even want? what we do anymore? Like, do they even care that we're singing live? Do they even want a live show? Like, so, you know, cause even big stars, you know, they're, they're doing their residencies in Vegas and it's just all about, you know, 50 backup dancers and jumbotron video screens and, you know, Britney and, Spears. We're in the drag community. It, they, they don't want to hardly see anything except a costume reveal and a death drop. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. that's a feat of dexterity and flexibility. But if everyone in the show is doing it, baby, it's tired. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, like a person standing there. That's why, to me, a person standing on stage with a microphone, either singing or doing comedy or whatever it is, like without all these. And, and I can't believe a drag queen is saying this without all the bells and whistles. But you know what I mean? Like, can you entertain a crowd without like, the distractions, without the distractions to take away from what it is you are actually doing? Yes. But none of the razzmatazz, just the meat of it. In the lyrics well, you wrote, the, the bullshit thing. you're saying, or whatever. I was going to say this when Monet brought it up earlier, um, and I, I just wanted to mention her name because she's still gone, and this is very unprofessional of her, and people need to know that. No, um, can you you see these drag queens from Drag Race, and you know we've been on tours with some of these queens, and like it's a, called a comedy tour. 
And I hear these queens and I'm not going to say any names, but they're like, I'm just, I'm not going to prepare anything. I'm just going to go out there. So-and-so told me to just ramble and say whatever comes to my mind or, you know, they're flopping around on the stage talking gibberish. They have five minutes and they can't fill five minutes. But here's the thing. The audience loves them because they love drag race. If you pick that performer up and put them in front of any other audience, and I'm talking to somebody who I know can entertain any crowd, and I feel the same way about myself. I feel the same way about, you know, Sherry and, you know, Bianca can do it. Like, can you entertain Dana a Martina. crowd? Or can you only entertain your crowd, the people who know, like, are all your references drag race? I post a picture of Alexis Arquette, you know, from 30 years ago, and somebody's like, oh, that looks like Katya's retarded, you know, older sister. And it's like, this post is about my dead friend. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, not everything is about fucking drag race, you moron. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no. I like yelling. Yeah. Can I tell you one thing? I've talked about this before. When I moved to New York and I felt like such an outsider and I didn't think I was going to do very well and I was terrified because I was such a big fish in a little pond here in Los Angeles, which is not the biggest, you know, drag town, especially in the 90s when like it was just all about New York. And I remember there was a I think I probably told you this. There was an interview with you in HX magazine, which was the, you know, weekly gay rag that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. And I remember reading your interview, and I mean, you know, Queen of New York, Queen of Queens, Wigstock, Lady Bunny was everything. And was. You know, and they asked you about different people, and they said, What do you think about Jackie Beat? And you said, Oh, I tried to hate that bitch, but she is too fucking funny. And I just, when I read that, like, it just was like the seal of approval from this ancient, hideous monster. Okay, Jackie. All right, I really well, do love you. You are a you legend. You are my baby. And I hope everyone comes to see both of our holiday shows, because it could literally, and this is this is true for anyone, it could be our last. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, if you could only see one. See mine. Don't see Jackie's. <laughs> thank you, Jackie Beat. Thank you, honey. Everybody say thank you to Monet for me. I mean, I don't know what. Thank you for what? Ruining the podcast so that I got stuck with your ass? She, you were her idea. Goodbye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Podcast Network.